As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Danae, hit us with this week's spoiler cast theme song. Spoilers! I love it. That's a good one. Thank you. The spoiler cast where every week the theme song is different because we never want to give it away. See how that works? Boom, boom. Very nice. We're going to spoil uh, Deadpool today. If you want to listen to our broad and spoiler-free thoughts, you can do that in the podcast proper, in the Sif Pop podcast feed. But here we get to go a little bit more in-depth, give some specific examples. Now, Danae, you have not seen Deadpool. But I know how to spoil it. But are you going to be okay being spoiled? This movie has cussing in it. (laughs) It has lots of cussing. There's some blood. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, people gonna die. Yeah, there's 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 some naked fighting. Naked fighting. Mm-hmm. There is. There's yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Completely naked nude naked fighting. Yep. From the front. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Aren't I, I? My eyes didn't deceive me, right? There's there's full frontal nudity in this. You saw right? his man sword there, while he was fighting. There are a couple. Wow. Yeah, there are a couple of uh, dick shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Part of my language. Yeah. I'm telling on you. Uh, so that is, yeah, that's in here. And uh, But that's not, I think, what we're talking about when we're talking about spoiling. We're talking no, about the story. <laughs> Let's spend the entire time talking about Ryan Reynolds' penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. That's a totally different podcast. <laughs> um, so, we, Danae, I'm, I'm seriously asking. Are you going to be okay? Because I know this is one you were interested in seeing. So Yeah, but I don't think that... I don't think that I'm going to be bothered by any uh, like spoiling of like plot lines or anything because okay. really I wanted to see I, it to understand his attitude. Okay. And his, you know his. I, I will say, Danae, that there's there is not much that I can cite in terms of like big twists that happen in the movie. Right. And pretty much, like I, I'm seeing reviews like you know non-spoiler Deadpool review, and I think people have just started doing that for uh, films that have fan um, hype. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think there's much to spoil in this. No, it, it well, the plot isn't structured, and maybe we can start there. The plot, there isn't really a lot of zigs and zags to it. It's fairly straightforward. Now, the timeline of it is interesting in that they kind of jump back and forth a little bit in, in kind of the time, and they also, mm. of course, make clever self-referential you know, comments about how they're jumping back and forth in time. Um, yeah. But as far as a plot goes, it's pretty much just your basic revenge plot, right? Was Stan Lee it's, in this one, though? But I, I, but I need to make sure I get that asked before we get too far in. Stan Lee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had okay, his cameo. Okay. I'm sorry, okay. But, yeah, that was, in fact, that well, was... he's on the poster, so... <laughs> is he really? Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's an IMAX them. poster with him on the on the outside, which is part of why I expected him to be 
have a more significant part in the film. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is absolutely a great example of a place where they could have used the uniqueness of the Deadpool universe to do something different. Yes. And instead, you know, that Stanley cameo was the same as every Stanley cameo in every Marvel movie yeah, ever. Yeah, and that's, that, that was mainly where, you know, I don't want to... My main uh, conflict with this is that I don't want to hark on the film for not being the film that I wanted it to be, because that's not really a critic's job. You know, right, review exactly. the movie you've got, not the one you want, but... It, you know, it's difficult when the movie, you know, promises that this isn't going to be your average superhero movie and then kind of does just turn into... I mean, you know, it has its unique quirks and it has, you know, it has differences and there's certainly reason to go see it. But I don't think it sold me enough on the fact that this was, you know, a completely new, never-before-seen type of superhero movie in the sense that, like we said, the plot, you know, it's basically a basic revenge plot. But then it then gets turned into a save the save the girlfriend plot. So we start with a freeze kind of frame scene that's in the middle of an action scene where Deadpool is taking care of a bunch of bad guys. Okay, beautiful credit sequence where instead yes. of naming actors, it names their kind of role or category. So it says like you know starring you know um, God's perfect the idiot stud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the British villain. Uh, you know. I don't think the token the token black guy was in there, but that kind of thing, you know, just like where it's like, you know, the gorgeous the female, comic relief they had the comic relief, you know, instead yeah. of actual names. So right off the bat, it's telling you this is a clever winking type of movie. Uh, and as you're panning through this frozen shot, you know, all these, you know, Deadpool's giving one villain a wedgie and, you know, another one has a cigarette lighter burn on his forehead. And, you know, you're learning more kind of about the, you know, the scene that he's in. So then it kind of jumps back in time and tells us the story of Wade Wilson, who became Deadpool and how he fell in love with, you know, his wife and how, you know, they dated and got married and and uh, how they got engaged. Correct. Correct. Thank you. They got engaged. And then him uh, getting diagnosed with cancer and kind of what that did to their relationship and how he didn't want to experience cancer with her. So he was you know, going to run, you know, run away. So oh. she didn't have to experience him going through that. Uh, and instead he gets approached by some shady underground organization uh, that offers him the opportunity instead of dying from cancer to become a superhero. And that's like the Wolverine, uh, Wolverine had the same yeah, thing happen, they're, they're right? The of, same, yeah. Pe- is it it's the kind same of like- people? It's not the same. They don't come out and say it's Weapon X. Um, I kind of would have liked for there to have been a a line drop, like they're a subsidiary of of them or something like that. Um, It's not necessarily important, though. Um, But it's the the same type of thing, right? Yeah, Yeah, the idea is still the same, that they're being drafted in and they're kind of being tricked. I would have said Weapon X is more hostile in terms of they kind of just take people forcefully and knock them out and they don't even try and lure them in. Uh, but it's basically the same idea that, you know, they're sleazy guys and they turn out to be way worse than anyone could have thought. So they basically torture him here in order to get his superpowers, his, you know, uh, dormant mutant gene to come forward. Uh, so they give him some sort of serum and torture him and eventually torture him so much that, you know, he they learn that he can heal himself or whatever. And that's how it's, he it's a clever that. idea that. It's a clever idea that I actually quite liked that, you know, uh, because mutants are, as they say in the movies, the next stage of evolution, where you, you naturally evolve to survive. And I, I think there's a clever idea there that that kind of makes sense in a scientific comic book reality. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. 
Uh, and so he is then developing this adversarial relationship with his torturer, obviously. Um, n- the name slips me. Do you remember, Sam? Uh, his torturer, Ajax. Ajax, that's correct. I mean, I know he, he finds out his real name, and it's a running joke, the Francis thing. Yes. In fact, it's one of the major running gags of the movie is say my name. You know, Francis makes him you know say his name. Yep. So Ajax was mentioned in the chat. Someone said, "Hey, can you guys please talk about Ajax?" Yes, so. and I and I guess I don't know much about him in the comic books. Probably, I'm not necessarily a comic book guy. I haven't like done a lot of research on the Deadpool comics, so um, I wasn't familiar with him. You know, going uh, into nor this. Nor was I. Uh, okay. To be honest, and, and honest, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I don't. I'm not sure if he is. A um, hang on, I'm just going Francis on marvel.com slash universe. Yes, Francis Freeman, I think actually. Okay, well he he's he's got his own page on on a Marvel Wikipedia thing, so he does seem to be a character from Deadpool. Um, I I you wouldn't have guessed that from watching the movie because he. What's funny is he. I said to my friends after seeing it that he felt like a villain that belonged in a transporter movie, and then when lo, lo and behold. He's the guy that played the new Jason Statham in the new Transporter movie. Oh, that's right. That's where I've seen him before. <laughs> he was the new Transporter. That's right. Yes. Um, um, which I found quite funny. But like I, his, the kind, if it was, had it not been for his mutant powers, I would have generally associated him with a, you know, kind of born identity or maybe not even that, just generally Transporter kind of movie. Can we talk about his mutant powers? Because I thought they were pretty lame. Like it, it was, uh, they didn't do anything. He can't feel any pain. Yeah. He can't feel any pain, which is uh, basically that that doesn't even have to be a superpower. No, <laughs> right? It says, um, but he was a former enforcer at Doctor Kilbrew's laboratory, known as the workshop, part of the hospice for failed super soldiers at the Weapon X Project. That's who. That's who Francis okay. is, and he had been modified by Kilbrew. His nerves had been removed for better pain management, and he had enhanced strength and intuitive capability, as well as having received subcutaneous implants for super speed and agility hmm. they didn't really deal with that too much and there's so there's so there's no super strength in that uh it says enhanced strength and intuitive capability oh, okay. yeah they did okay. mention the agility thing but again it never really comes into play because guess what all superheroes apparently have amazing agility like it's yeah it just felt like he was a normal person who couldn't feel pain in the in it it didn't feel like it was used in the story in any interesting way um no so, so I I and I I I thought he felt a bit uh, cliche uh, in what otherwise is you know this big colorful comic book universe. I mean it's not as colorful as others and it has its dark elements. I'm gonna read this just... a real quick section of wiki uh, on on this character, this Francis character, and then you guys can let me know if this is what they played out in the movie. Uh, okay. After endless taunting from Wilson, Francis was given permission by Kilbrew to kill him when he manipulated events to have Wilson um, mercy kill one of the other inmates. So I guess this is kind of what's going on. But anyways, after removing his heart, Wilson's healing factor first manifested itself. So did Deadpool have his heart removed in the movie? So what it's saying is that it regenerated, uh, but it cost him his sanity in the process. And that's why the Uh, code name Deadpool. Yeah, see, that was one of my... I think they got the name right in terms of how he comes up with it. It's it's done differently, but it still works in terms of, you know... I. Because I, I haven't read Deadpool, but I know most of how he becomes Deadpool um, in terms of like, you know, every, because he's got cancer, everyone's got to bet that he's going to die first. Right. And that's kind of, I like that idea. Um, and they make it work within the context of this world. Um, 
but you know i the the film doesn't quite decide if the experiment gives wade wilson his sixth sense that the audience is watching him or if he's just always had that because uh. right before they even start experimenting on him he, he makes a green lantern joke and it's reasonably funny but I, i'm wondering where's that come from um and uh in terms of his set like he he feels like a mainly just a kind of slightly uh, morally reprehensible yes i don't think enough but you know kind of morally reprehensible but ultimately for a good cause hero and i kind of think that's treading lightly on what deadpool should be i think we should fear him more um i think we should be a little more worried that this guy is so carefree (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i think we should be so worried that this guy is is so carefree that he could become a bad guy at a moment's notice. Or that, he could, yeah. You know, because he, he has a history of that. That's, and yeah. if anyone has watched um, Hulk versus Wolverine, uh, which is a 45-minute f- straight-to-DVD animated flick that I watched years ago, um, that's not about Deadpool. Deadpool's in it, and he's the funny... He's absolutely hilarious in it. And I wonder if that... And, you know, he actually doesn't make any fourth wall gags in it, which is even weirder. But he is so funny in it and he is so well realized but you know he's a bad guy he's working for the bad guys in that story and it just works and i think you know that's one of the reasons why the movie doesn't quite deliver for me when it says this isn't your average superhero movie because as as much as i buy the romance it still ties deadpool down to a a journey which is spearheaded by a heroic motivation to save her mm-hmm. and um yeah it was mainly for me it they missed a trick on the insanity because i don't think he's insane at all in this i just think he's a bit full on um and you know the movie doesn't go for that that's fine i can't really criticize it for that it doesn't promise that he's going to be insane i do still think they missed a trick there but i also think you know it's part of the appeal of the character that he's not only insane but you know he's kind of a bad guy and Mm -hmm. you know he, he he drifts between being good and bad and therein lies the kind of you don't know how to think of him but he still makes you laugh which is the appeal of the character and i think Overall, I think that's why I was saying I think the script maybe needed one more draft just to get those details better. So we uh, were with him through the torture. He finds a way out. Uh, well, basically, he blows the place up and survives the fire, although uh, Ajax doesn't think he survives the fire because he doesn't realize that he can ge- regenerate yet. And he's terribly disfigured, right? Yes. But he was yes. disfigured apparently not from the fire, hmm. but from the mutation. Which was interesting. So, because he was disfigured before the fire happened. I thought that his yes. character was disfigured and he continues to be disfigured over time because he's just been in so many fights. But maybe I, I'm wrong I, about that. Well, I always figured that his cancer was just kind of eating him oh. consistently and the torture wasn't, and the torture wasn't helping anything. So, you know, they have Ryan Reynolds walking around supposedly with this cancer and they just kind of do the traditional bags under the eyes sort of thing and paler skin. Um, I'm not too sure how Deadpool actually gets his um, skin. They do say that there will be side effects. I'm okay with it, but it might have been more interesting if, you know, he got burned alive or something. Yeah, which he does get burned alive, but that's not what caused the... the It, it all happened well, in that actually, oxygen actually, chamber. Now, chamber. Well, now, yeah, well, now, now that we're talking about it, if he's got accelerated healing, um, then he wouldn't get... Then his skin would be fine. So that so actually the fact that that's a byproduct of his powers makes right. sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so he does get out of there and decides, and I actually had a little bit of problem with this part of the movie too, uh, he decides that he can't go back to the love of his life because of the way he looks. Um, 
I don't buy that. I like I know they're they really tried to sell it and I think Ryan Reynolds did a fine job at kind of portraying that idea of oh I don't want her to see me like this and they even set it up kind of with the cancer kind of thing but if he loved her as much as this movie is wanting us to believe he loved her I I don't think you could have kept him away from her like I just no it just I just didn't buy that part of the the story and the plot no it felt like they were trying to go with a Ben Grimm thing yes exactly yeah um and i i'm just not sure deadpool would really give a give a uh, give much <laughs> of, a, of an issue with it he would um, he would give a who <laughs> he wouldn't give a who yeah um I, I agree and that was one of the main things that took me out of it now that we're talking spoilers was i i felt like he would have gone right back to her and they would have laughed about it like that's the yeah. thing their whole relationship yeah. was messed up like they they loved yeah. joking about messed up stuff like, I would have thought that he would have known yeah. she would have thought it was funny, hilarious, well, great, yeah. wonderful, you know. And, and and they do eventually do that at the end, you know, when, mm-hmm. you know, spo- oh, this is a spoiler chat, so <laughs> I'm getting worried about it. Um, you know, when she finally does see him, she makes a joke about it. She yeah. ma- you know, so I, I, I guess it's it, maybe it's an artificial way of trying to produce a bit more tension. And, oh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's... Uh, I, to be honest, I think maybe you could have just gotten rid of the romance entirely, but I do like that it provides a sympathetic element to his character. Um, I just think a, a lot of those things, again, ties him down to more of a heroic journey than the movie promises. It really is the only thing in the film that ties him into our idea of, you know, uh, like what's good and what's honorable is because is yeah. this relationship because even when because you know it, st- it starts with him taking revenge that's it that's all it starts as yeah and and it also you know even when we see him before all this happened in you know kind of his intro scene to the wade wilson before he was deadpool he is you know he is doing something that could be seen as honorable like you know protecting someone who's being stalked but he does, he does it rocky's su- job <laughs> he does it in such a dishonorable way that yeah. you know it's not there's not a lot there. I have done a little yeah, research see, while you guys spoke, and I have an answer for the skin thing. Oh, cool. Okay. Do you mean to insert it now? Sure. Okay. So the conversations that I've read so far is that his cancer is a degenerative cancer, and it continues to degenerate his body, and so his okay. healing is constantly counteracting it. So it's not that right. his healing can overcome his cancer. It's actually like his superpower of healing is there all the time because he has cancer all the time. And so they're all, they're always at battle with each other. And that's, and so it's, it's constantly degenerating his body and his healing is constantly regenerating his body. Interesting. So as, it's, this, it's definitely not, that might've been difficult. That might've been difficult to translate on. Right. Screen. Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing that's what it was. Um, um so yeah. anyways, I just wanted to kind of, as far as the Deadpool character in the comics, so eventually we get to the fact that the scene that we saw at the beginning is him finally catching up to Francis or Ajax. and Who he's very angry Who with. he is trying to kill uh, because he wants revenge on him. Um, and so then we see, you know, this whole thing, this whole scene play out. And that's when you insert Colossus and Megasonic, Super Sonic. Yes. Sonic. I actually have something to say about that. Yeah, please um, do. If I may. Um, they make a point when Colossus is introduced that I, I asked him to join the X-Men and, but supposedly we're in like the first few, first month or so of Deadpool's existence. Um, 
so I didn't really get how he managed to have a run-in with the X-Men. Like, maybe if they put a scene in there and it got cut, I'm not sure. But um, there, there's a montage of him looking for Ajax or Francis. Um, but it really feels like that only happened over a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a detail that's not very important, but they established that Deadpool and Colossus have this pre-established relationship. And I'm just not sure the pacing or the structure really sold it, sold me on it. And I didn't like Colossus really at all much as a character. Um, I get what he's there to do, but I, I just, I don't know. I, maybe it was the, the CG-ness of it or mm-hmm. whatever it was. I just, I, I just wasn't buying into to his thing. And how many... I enjoyed him quite a bit, but then I, I wonder if it if it's mainly because it feels like they finally actually made Colossus a character <laughs> rather than just a dude that stands in the background. I'm not a Colossus fan, but I know that from the bare minimum, the guy's got to be a lovable hunk and he's got to be Russian. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I, I thought he served fine as the kind of moral center that Deadpool can't stand. How many times do you hit a metal man before you realize that you're just doing damage to yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that um that fight went on for a bit. <laughs> Well, that, that was this. Okay, so that fight is basically a modern retelling of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where he yeah. cuts off the guy's arm and is like, you know, we're not done. And then he cuts off the other arm and is like, we're not done. And then he cuts off the leg. <laughs> that fight scene where he fights Colossus and breaks both of his wrists and one of his legs trying to fight Colossus yeah. and then continues to fight him uh, is but a scratch. His but a flesh wound. <laughs> hey, there you go, Sam. We did our British accents Way. for you. They were amazing, right? Mine's not very good. Brilliant. Fantastic. Mine's... I think Danae actually has a really good British accent. I've tried to work on it, you know, over the years, but I don't I don't think I do a very good job. That's just pretty good, actually. That's right. Spot on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a proper Essex girl. Uh, oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> revealed right here on oh, you know what pop the, spoilers you, you know what the are phrase an was? Essex girl i am you know what the <laughs> phrase was gutted like the, they say like when you're really <laughs> hurt absolutely gutted absolutely gutted and it was just like oh, oh, God. yeah God. <laughs> gutted uh anyways uh oh, goodness uh yeah so uh, that was that was kind of an interesting thing there <laughs> and then to escape from colossus because colossus is taking him in so colossus is protecting ajax he's pretty he's trying to keep deadpool from murdering people oh, okay you know like revenge murdering people okay okay i mean sure i guess i and understand so, why a- why let the murderous you know crazy man just rampage <laughs> around I- <laughs> so uh ajax ends up getting away because colossus comes to intervene and then tries to take deadpool away but deadpool cuts off his arm uh to escape because he has him in like a shackle or whatever he and- cuts off his own arm mm-hmm. deadpool does yeah deadpool cuts off his own arm to get away and uh, and then manages to go. And does it know, re- does it grow back? Yeah, there's several jokes yes. about how it grows back first as a baby hand. So he has a baby hand. <laughs> so there's a there's a I'm, I'm no. gonna go have some fun and it's gonna feel huge joke oh, that got a, that got a big laugh. That's hilarious. Uh, several of those. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, I feel bad because like I think that that would crack me up, and it just it's it just. <laughs> It shows to my gutter mind. Uh-huh. I really do have a gutter mind. Um, the to be fair, Deadpool is some people's cup of tea, and some, and it's not for others. Um, yeah, 
I have a, I have a, I, I, I like it in small doses, but it really depends how crude it gets. Because sometimes I, I get removed from it. Well, like hearing it from you, I think it's funny. But like mm-hmm. maybe being in the movie and being just there you go. There's, there's a secret, Aaron. We should just narrate dead movies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Actually, be careful about that. You might be arrested. <laughs> <depending>. <laughs> That's true. Uh, one of the lines as he's uh, dragging him off, as Colossus is dragging Deadpool off, is one of the examples I had of a specific time where. I felt like the fourth wall stuff or the self-referential stuff took me out of the movie just a little bit. He says something about um, uh, he was taking him to see the professor and Deadpool says, is that McAvoy or Stewart? I can never keep things straight. And there's something about that line that while it's, you know, clever and obviously self-referential. I did laugh. I have to. No, no, no. It's funny. (laughs) It's very funny. But at the same time that my brain goes like it, it short circuits a little bit and takes me out of. Well, the question, the question, it then becomes problematic because the question then becomes, okay, so does he know he's in a movie or is he just kind of aware that there's another presence that he's talking to? Yeah. Like like, that's a fine line to, that's a fine line to hit. Right. What are you saying? Have you seen movies about, has he seen both? He must have seen both those movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How did you see those uh, movies? Like it just, it it short circuited my brain. There's a particular comic book story um, called Deadpool Kills the Entire Marvel Universe or something like that, um, <laughs> where he essentially becomes so fourth wall and so self-aware that he realizes he is actually in a fictional world where nothing matters. So he then goes forward to kill everyone, kill Captain America, kill Spider-Man. Uh, it's all very, it's really dark, actually. It's like set in a, an alternate reality where Deadpool realizes he's, you know, in, in this comic he book He fully world. embraces his crazy. Oh yeah, and uh, and then it even ends with him finding the comic book writers that are writing the story of him finding the comic book writers. Like it gets really ridiculous. Um, it's kind of like when those you're are... when you have like lucid dreaming when you realize you're dreaming, and so you're like, oh, I'm yeah. dreaming. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and as much as I enjoyed those gags, it's like, um, uh, the, see, I wouldn't have too much of a see the, the in terms of the fourth wall stuff. I think you know uh, they want to show us an origin, fine, but. Me personally, I I kind of expected Deadpool to go. You you know what origins are like. Let's just kind of rewind. This happened. This happened. This happened. Now time for fun. Like you could have made a joke out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's he's. I can't stress how much license, how much creative license you have to change up, you know, formulas and and conventions with this self awareness and with this. Yeah you know, uh, ability to break the fourth wall. Like, you know, I, I know it w- would probably have got ridiculous and stuff, but I, I kind of I kind of expected Stan Lee to, you know, be with him in the final battle and go punch someone. I don't, <laughs> I just wanted them to go completely crazy with it. And perhaps maybe there's a certain restrainedness that needs to be there. Um, well, there's certainly then people a... like me would just make ha- uh, Stan Lee super- a superhero. But yeah. I kind of feel like there were a few... A few like having to show the origin. There are some. There's merit to be found in that, and you know, doing the plot as a fairly predictable. He's going to get. He has to save his girlfriend. You know, there's good stuff in there. I just feel like it takes a safer route to what they could have done. I think what needs to be acknowledged is the level of difficulty in walking that tightrope. You know, there is a real level of difficulty in in figuring that out. And for the most part, I think they walk it well. Um, and and figure it out pretty well. So we follow Deadpool then on his continued journey to try to, uh, his continued journey to try to find Francis and to kill him. And that of course leads to the big final battle scene where he, uh, he goes and recruits Colossus and super sonic, sonic, 
the hedgehog, whatever, whatever that character was. I can never remember. <laughs> it's such a such a long name. Uh, you... Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Megasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> That's the one. Not uh, even Mega. Nega Sonic oh, sorry, Teenage Warhead. Nega. For for some reason. Negasonic Teenage <laughs> Warhead. Uh, to help him out in this final battle. Um, and a pretty typical kind of final battle scene in many ways, uh, although I did appreciate some of the jokes and the humor, those kind of things. Yeah, the jokes, the jokes work really well in that final. I agree. Final I totally agree. And Is this when he's naked? No, no, no. He was naked no. in the firefight. So when he oh. blows up the building before... Um, ex- he's not getting naked again. Stop <laughs> it. <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Um, so yeah, so the final battle was, um, (laughs) I'm just kidding, was I thought really good and, and really funny. And there were those moments they, they took time to subvert those typical final battle moments where, you know, it's all over the hero has won and then, but in this case, something else happens. And, um, I thought, I thought it was really good. In this case, something else happens, but you can't say what it is because we're in the spoiler episode. No, but like when they're when they're celebrating, uh-huh. he gets tackled by Ajax, who we didn't know where Ajax was or whatever. Um, it's just the way it's. I, it's not that I can't say it because it's a spoiler. They just to see it is different than to try to explain it. It's like explaining sure, yeah. a good joke sometimes, you know. So I I will say there's a line I didn't appreciate, or or maybe I just didn't like it, and it's um, when Colossus hesitates to um, have a fight with. Uh, angel i forget what her surname is meant to be but he says you know i don't want to hit the woman and i just hate those lines was there a scene where he squirts somebody that's dressed like a cat uh no okay don't believe so this is this okay (laughs) this is the next question about every superhero (laughs) movie yeah you haven't heard it before sam but every single movie uh, is there a scene with a cat squirting well, you, know, this you is wait for civil war. Part of, part of the fun of all of this is, yeah, you see these different things that kind of come out on Deadpool, and you don't know if they're fan fiction or like where they're coming from. But oh, I see. I yeah, saw yeah. this sequence that was really funny, where Deadpool is like looking at someone who has like it's a woman with like a cat. She's like cat ears on. He's like nice costume. It's very realistic, and then he squirts her with a squirt gun. I thought that was really funny. I was uh, like, oh, I hope that's in the movie. That's nope, really funny. No, nope, that's not there. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about, Sam? I mean, it's it's pretty kind of typical stuff after that, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm currently in the process of writing my review, and I'm pretty certain people are going to think that I hated this movie, which I really didn't. You know, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, there were a lot of times where I laughed out loud. And, you know, there were just a few things that, that didn't quite work for me. And uh, I'm not, I don't even think it's a case of just me not being a Deadpool fan. I, I think there are just a few... I'm not. I, I I am very sympathetic to the people that made this movie because, like you said about the fourth wall and the fine line, you know, the, there are a lot of things to try and get right there, and you can easily you can easily, you know, go wrong with it. So you know, if we have to get more movies like Deadpool over movies like Fantastic Four, then you know, great. Amen. <laughs> you know, that's... I'll take that any day over Miles Teller. I and, haven't even uh, seen the movie, and that's true. <laughs> yeah, you are was... not missing much. I. I mean, I, I mean, not. I haven't seen Deadpool. I did see Fantastic Four, and I can never take that. I can't take ah. that time back. I, you know, yeah. I still, I still sometimes wake up at night. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that was such a waste. I liked reading about. Um, just as we kind of wrap up, I liked reading about the guy who did the facial um, acting for Colossus. Okay. He ha- he pukes whenever he sees blood. Yes. So the actor had to vomit to really get that going and um the 
the director had to be like, okay, we, we've got it. You have to stop. You're going to hurt yourself and you're probably <laughs> going to puke on the camera. So it was really interesting to like, kind of read about him having to kind of get in that role because now he now, actually vomited to get the the motion capture for that you can't pretend to vomit it'll look like you're pretending to vomit so at one point he was like you have to stop because you're going to hurt yourself you're going to pass out and you're also going to puke oh, on yeah. the camera it's called acting <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have to do so it so i'm led i'm led to believe he really did uh, vomit he wow. says he says uh that- by the time you do 10 vomit sequences and there aren't that many in the film you have to do it over and over and over again so that, that's that sounds like actually falling asleep during a scene where you're meant to be sleeping. <laughs> that's like, a method acting, like you right said. There. It's acting. Yeah. <laughs> um. Th- this was from a, a a website. You know, like now that movie is finally out, we really know why it's you know R rated. And then there was a section that says one of the reasons it's R rated is because of this you know scene where you know Ryan Reynolds is naked. And so then I got to read a, like a little clip. Like you guys are gonna think I'm obsessed with him being naked. That's not true. Um, he it's said, okay to each their own, Danae. It's fine. The leading man had a chat with the crew before shooting the scene. "Quote: The only way to do this is just to do it." So we all had a little talk with the crew at the beginning of the day and said, "You're gonna see parts of the dance floor here that you weren't ready for." And I'm sorry in advance, but we're all in this together. <laughs> Um, and then he said that they had an Academy Award winning makeup artist paying attention to all the details. So he was in, quote, good hands. And uh, Bill Corso was the Oscar winning makeup artist. And he's genius. And he made my penis look perfect is what he was quoted as saying. So but he had to endure eight hours of prosthetic wow. makeup in, quote, places that no man needs to be there with a paintbrush. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, I thought that was funny. That is funny because <laughs> you don't, you don't, you, do. you don't think about it, you know. But whenever you're deciding to be on screen mm-hmm. in nude, that means that your body then has to be addressed in those areas. Well, sure, you need makeup on your face or your hands or so it's your whatever. whole body. So it's your whole body. Yeah. Poor guys and girls <laughs> and people all in there had to do the thing. That's uh, incredible. Yeah, what a great place to end the spoiler cast. Hey, <laughs> just just some good old fashioned makeup penis talk you know my job is just to find interesting articles and facts as uh-huh, we talk uh-huh. because i have oh, nothing to add. Penis. that's right that's right <laughs> there you go that's it we've broken the fourth wall enough uh that's that's what we've got so thanks and uh make sure you tune in uh, live on fridays at noon central or you can subscribe to the Sif Pop podcast. Rumor feed. has it that next week we're doing Zoolander. The, yeah, we'll finally talk about Zoolander next week since they came out at the same time. What a weird experience watching those two movies back to back. That was, they're so different. How were your dreams last night? That was messed up, man. <laughs> that was a messed up world. Sam, thanks so much for hanging out with us today and spending some extra time doing the spoiler cast with us. Oh, no, bye. thank you very much for having me. It's a lot of fun. You're welcome, Absolutely. darling. You're welcome. <laughs> No, Absolutely. seriously, thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Cheerio! That was really good. That was really good, Sam. That was... <laughs> cheers, thanks. Was... See, I tried to say cheers there in the American accent, right. and that sure, was not sure, happening. Sure. It's, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> say thanks, dude. That's all you gotta do. Just, just throw a dude on anything, you'll be fine. Or man. Thanks, yeah. dude. <laughs> there you go. Dude. Brilliant. <laughs> cheers, mate. Dude. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.